Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm... I mean, I'm Alex. <laughs> it was close. It was a close call. We almost, we almost broke it. It's a moment um, of silence for the death of the Alien franchise. Yeah. You mean Prometheus? Although it died a long time ago. Yeah. And then it had um, its resurrection. Or... Get it? I don't. Oh. So Alien Covenant, directed by... It's a bad movie. Directed by Ridley Scott from 2017. Um, I guess this is our most recent movie to have come out, right? Yeah, because, I mean, we're... It's the most recent yeah, new just movie that we're just yeah. now reviewing yeah. to come out. Okay. So yeah, it would have to be. So if anybody's confused, we are taking a break between, in between the Star Wars movies. We just finished the prequels, and we're about to get to the the new modern Disney movies. But we want to take a break and tear apart Alien Covenant. I mean, review Alien Covenant because we will we will judge it on its own merits. Right, Tyler? Probably. Not at all. Um, I will go ahead and admit that I hated Prometheus, and you can go back and listen to that podcast, and watching this one, like, I didn't ever really give it that fair of a shot, but at the same time, I tried to, like, hold on, I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to like this very much, I can already tell, but I'm gonna try and, like, keep a semi-open mind, and then it hit a point where I was just like, nope, I don't care. That's fair. I feel nothing. <laughs> Okay, so Alien Covenant 2017, I already said all this, has a 71% critic score, which is uh, one percentage point lower than Prometheus, and a 58% audience score. These are coming from Rotten Tomatoes, of course, and I believe that's 10% lower than that of Prometheus. Interesting. So Tyler, which one's worse, Prometheus or Alien Covenant? <laughs> Is the answer both? Yes, you win. It's <sighs> a bad movie. I know a lot of people do genuinely, genuinely like this, and I can kind, I can get why people. I don't know if that's the right. Word. I was gonna say I can get more or less why people like this more than I get why people like Prometheus. If maybe, I think that's probably something I can say. Um. But yeah, I was not a fan. That's fair. Um, what's your best thing and your worst thing? Um, so my... I'm going to start with my worst thing, because I'm not sure what my best thing is. But, uh... Actually, I do know my best thing. My best thing is the score. <laughs> We're going back to the the old standby. Yeah. I, I, no matter how crappy a movie is, it usually has a good score, <laughs> if nothing else. I, I do like how it blends together, like some of the the themes from the original Alien with some of the cues yeah. from Prometheus, so that it kind of does its own thing. I like yeah. that. There are some there are some nice there are some nice musical cues and stuff in this. I, I really enjoyed that part of it actually. Um, That's one thing I, fe- I, I feel is weird with with certain franchises. They don't keep the scores um the same a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. I'm mostly speaking about the MCU. Uh, like a lot of their scores are just not consistent. Yeah. But then you get these these really bad franchises like this, <laughs> where it's like, oh, we're bringing back some other cues that you recognize, or even like um, 
you know, I, I go to Pirates of the Caribbean, even though I at least enjoy all of those movies, and, like, all of those have a consistent through line of themes, despite switching around composers. I, yeah. I just I just find that very weird. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, I just... It's amazing to me that Hollywood rarely seems to be able to stamp out every good part of a movie. And that, that I feel like that always slips through. We've talked about this before, how a lot of the time with terrible movies, we end up saying, oh, well, the score is not bad. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that is. I don't know what causes that. But somehow there always seems to be that one person who's like, you know, I care about this. And they actually <laughs> put effort into the music. Um, right. My worst thing is probably the moment when the alien gets... Um, or when they they bring they bring back the guy whose name I don't remember or care about, and the guy who says he's going to um, go take a leak, and then he ends up smoking. Yeah, I mean that's that's fine. I, I didn't mind that. I actually like that. Where it's like, oh, he's just trying to cover for the fact that he smokes. I guess. It's, but everybody in this universe smokes. You watch the original yeah. Alien. Has Ridley Scott watched the original Alien? <laughs> Not for a long time. Um. But yeah, it's the where was it going with that um the backburst when he when he when he yeah yeah when he brings it in and then he accidentally the, steps the on first, the thing the particle goes into his ear and it's then, a series of it's a series of things that happen that make me just be like wait what yeah what and then and like this is the point it's i think it's like a third halfway through the movie maybe um and it's around that point where I'm just I was just like okay I I'm I'm done, um, because there's there's like a five minute sequence where so he they bring him into the quarantine thing and it's not there's no like real discussion about this or anyone trying to hold on to their duty as it is with the original with Ripley yeah where it's like no we need to follow quarantine procedure and then like yeah and all that stuff um, and she tries to like keep them off the, the ship it's just like they come up. And then Danny McBride's wife, like, shuts them in a medlock. Like, shuts them both in. She doesn't say, hey, get out of here. We need to, like, we'll, we'll look at him later. But, we, you know, you need to get out of this, this thing because, like, that's not, you know. Like, like she, doesn't, she doesn't tell her, hey, I'm about to lock the door on you here. Yeah. She just closes the door and then runs to the front of the ship and, like, screams and, like, well, the, yells at people a bit. The thing that bothers me is that she's, like, I guess she... she did, does she say something about, like, oh, you've got blood on you, I can't let you out because of the quarantine? Does she say anything like that? I can't remember. Not that I remember. Because she has blood on her, she's, too, right? She's, yeah, she see, well, she sees the guy, like, throw up on her jacket, yeah. but then I'm pretty sure when... Like, there's, her blood, face, there's blood on both of them from that guy. But, but then it's on her jacket, and then she takes the jacket off. Like, she's not wearing that jacket in the yeah. throughout the rest of the scene. Like, she takes it off in the cor- the medlock, so why is she not... And then, she, and then, yeah, um... I was just trying to remember if there was a specific reason why... That, that she actually says as to why she closed the door. I don't believe on so. Her. She just... Yeah. Because she's, like, there, and then the blood, like, splatters... Yeah. ...onto her face from the back. And then she's like, oh... And then she, like, freaks out and just closes the door. And the lady that's still in there is like, what? Yeah. What just happened? And then, like, she's like, hey, you, you, you want to let me out? The guy's still right there. Like, you, you just... You want to let me out real quick? So... You know, this something weird's happening in here. Please help. And then she's like, uh, "Quarantine, uh, quarantine." And like, I get like panicking 
But there's no attempt at communication whatsoever, like any sort of. I don't know. Well, I've seen. I've seen. Well, people especially do. when the idea is like, okay, they are, they are explorers. They they travel through space. They need to have had some kind of training to handle a situation like this, right? Yeah. Yeah. It makes it. It, it takes me out of the movie when they're just making these these actions where it's like. That that doesn't seem realistic for somebody with your your supposed training and background to be doing that. I mean, I've seen people defend this and Prometheus by saying, "Oh, well, you know, when you, you're freaking out when like you know something crazy is happening, you know, it's dangerous or whatever, and like you, you may not be thinking straight." And it's like, sure, but your entire plot is based around these people doing stupid things, yeah, and they're consistently doing stupid things, and they're not learning from their mistakes, yeah, and. I, I, I do think it's worse in Prometheus just because all of them are scientists. Yeah. At least this yeah. one is just like, they fly the ship. And there's more character, like, shifts, like, where people just kind of change their character in Prometheus. Yeah. About, like, how they approach situations. This one is, at least they're all just kind of, like, dumb. Yeah. Through it from the beginning, and yeah. they stay that way. Um. Anyway, this sequence, though, so that happens, and then there's, like, this random... So first of all, that that happens and it's super gory and weird, um, and then and maybe I mean I know the original like chestburster scene is pretty gory, but I felt like this movie was very much like going for gore, porn, horror, blood, you know, shock effect a lot of the time. Yeah, um, it's not so, so much. That hap- it, it's it's more gross out shock stuff yeah. than than actual scares. Like the original chestburster is like that. And I and, and maybe it's just because it's a practical effect, so it looks more real. Yeah. Instead of just being like, oh, there's a bunch of blood spraying everywhere and whatever, and the thing looks freaky. Well, like, well, just think of of, of the rest of of Alien. You don't see anybody else yeah. get killed. Like everybody else is off screen, except I think maybe one of them. You see like the the extra mouth thing coming out of the alien and hitting one of them in the forehead and like punching through the that head. Sounds right. But it's like a quick shot. Yeah, this is just yeah. like so, long, lingering scenes on this gore. Exactly, and the thing comes out, and like, yeah, then it starts scrapping at her like arms, and there's a bunch of blood everywhere, even though we don't really know exactly what it's doing to her. But I guess she just kind of dies yeah. that way. Um, I think it's just supposed to be it's constantly stabbing her with its tail. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, and so, and then. It breaks through the door, and there's this, like, random... I guess she uses, like, a grenade launcher or something? It's a shotgun. Well, the entire thing explodes. Yeah. No, no, it, it's like she shoots the the gas tank or something like that while the alien's running around, and it blows up. It's the most stereotypically action movie thing. It's something you would expect in a Fast and Furious or Michael Bay movie. It may as well have just been a bunch of red barrels just sitting there. Yeah. And there's just, like, this massive explosion, and, of course, the thing just kind of escapes. Yeah. And it's like, okay... And then, of course, she dies, and we don't address Danny McBride, like, asking about her or anything. I mean, they do. For, no, 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 I was going to say for the next, like, third, two-thirds of the movie. Like, there's there's a, it's a very long time before that's addressed as, oh, yeah, that's a tragic character moment. Yeah. Maybe we should talk about that. Um, And then it just turns into, like, this, there's this, like, random, like, gunfight thing in the field. And I think I think a lot of people do like that scene where it's in the field and, like... It's running around going crazy, and then, like, David shows up. But all of that, I was just like, what is... Hold on, hold on. Uh, so, back back on the ship, back with the backburster scene, one of them is Danny McBride's wife, 
and the other one... One of them is Billy Crudup's. And the, and the other one is Billy Crudup's Roy. Is it sad that I can't remember which one goes with which? The one that locks other one in is Danny McBride's wife. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. I might have just not been paying attention. I don't remember them addressing that Billy Crudup was super upset about that. Like, no, no, there's a little scene do. where they he do. talks with Daniels. Be- be- because he, he, he sits there just stunned while the ship explodes and you see one of them walk out burning alive and he's just like completely oh. in shock meanwhile everybody else is getting killed by the oh, albino aliens yeah they do they do address okay. that huh uh. okay but then like they i mean I, and he does have a conversation with daniels afterwards yeah Dan- daniels is that yeah who yeah girl from fantastic beast i think not um, not ripley slash like, not shaw because we need yeah, we yeah. need a, a female protagonist who will shoot some aliens at the end of this movie. Exactly. And oh god, we'll get into that. Um <laughs> but yeah, uh the um yeah, that that whole scene just and I I'm sure that scene was like the the ramping up scene for a lot of people and and they really enjoyed that. Yeah. And I get that like that it was it was cool and it was like the alien was freaky and and all that stuff, but I don't know, it just, it completely went into, okay, this is, like, a weird, gory action movie with, it. like, I don't know. I don't know what makes that different from Alien or Aliens. Aliens isn't that gory, really. Yeah, um... It, a lot of, the, the thing is about those movies, and why I think they are better than this, is that it leaves more to the imagination. This is a lot more explicit yeah. in what it shows, and so the effect is not nearly as powerful. It's sort of a Jaws scenario, yeah, where the exactly. original one, the alien costume, wasn't quite good enough to show off that much, even though they did kind of do it at the end. Yeah. Um, in Aliens, they were they had much better practical effects, I would say, all around the board, so they were able to do a little more, but they still didn't go completely, like, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's... It's annoying. <laughs> and and that, that whole part, I was just like, uh, okay... I, I don't think I'm going to be emotionally in tune with this movie for the rest of the time. It also kind of bothers me that, that David is just able to scare them away with a flare. Yeah. Like, that that seems like... I, I don't think they would be that bothered by a flare. I don't know. Just kind of a weird thing. Um, whatever. I mean, I guess the flamethrower or whatever thing, but... Yeah, but it wasn't actually fire. I don't know. Yeah. Um... My best thing is the opening scene between uh, Wayland and David, mm-hmm. because I actually, I think this this movie these movies are very flawed in that if they're supposed to be connected to the alien universe, why are we suddenly making it all about creation and gods and stuff? Because that just is not what the first couple of it. It's not what alien any of the alien movies are about, really. Yeah. But suddenly that that's just kind of an element that's brought in with the engineers and all that stuff. But I, I think that scene does the best job of handling that idea in terms of, you know, why the engineers hate humans. And, and it's like a, a cyclical thing. Where, like, yeah. David hates his creator, but and Waylon wants to go see the engineers to get him life, but then the engineers hate humans. You know, it's a huge, huge thing. Um, and, like, that, that was the the only time where I'm like, okay, I get the themes, I get what the movie's trying to, to tell me. Like, what it's trying to discuss. Yep. 
and then the rest of the movie's not really about that. Mostly because the hu- I mean the human characters are never a part of the conversation about creation or yeah. or gods yeah. or anything like that. Wayland is the only one that talks about that, and he's in one scene of this movie. Mm-hmm. So, th- I, just but, anyway, that scene in a vacuum, like, I love the moment where, where David starts to question Wayland, and he's like, well, if you're going to die eventually, why why should I be following your orders, or whatever? Why, why can't I just do what I want? And Wayland just goes, bring me that tea, David, and David has to do it. Yeah. I, I think that does a yeah. good... And it actually helps to fix some minor things in Prometheus. It helps to tell us just how David feels about um, Wayland, mm-hmm. because I feel like a lot of the time, like when we watched Prometheus, we were going, "So is he doing this for Wayland, or what? What's David's angle on this?" Yeah, and I yeah. think that helps to sort of shed some light on that. Yeah, the 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 T thing was a nice moment. I still feel like the scene is kind of ham fisted, um, or heavy handed. Maybe maybe is the word I'm looking for. Just as far as I feel like. It doesn't work in Prometheus. The, the, those themes do not work in Prometheus. They don't. They don't handle them very well. It's very weird how they tie them into the human story, and they don't really. Probably just because they don't resolve anything. Yeah. Um. This one, I feel like they try just a couple of times, but now they're like doing it in a very timid fashion. Yeah. It's very shallow. That that whole thing throughout the whole movie, and then and then David just like comes and he kills all the en- the, the engineers he invades the, the convention well, of white bald men i guess well and are, like, the, are they engineers i don't know or is it like a, uh, a more primitive alien race because they don't look exactly uh, like the the engineers that we see in prometheus i got nothing see this well is, i don't know because they they have the big machine to try and like connect with the ship but but like the rest that like their living quarters and stuff it's very simple there's not a whole lot of technology there but isn't that big like thing that he like connects with? Yeah, but but that's isn't... like the only special thing that they have. I. But still, like you, if that connects with the engineer ship, May... doesn't that mean they have? I don't. Need to be engineers? Maybe it's something the actual engineers left behind. See, this is the problem. This is the problem when we yeah. don't have just straight answers it's, to things that ultimately a... don't matter. It's still a dumb scene because then it just kind of like kills them all with like black goo. Yeah. Except now it's like black gas, I guess. Yeah. And then why? What? I, I will say I I, huh? I find David to be a fascinating character. Um, I don't think he's as fully fleshed out as he should be. Because I I get I get I get his idea. He thinks he's perfect and he can create things. So he's gonna kill everything else and he's just gonna create his ultimate masterpiece. Yeah, I get where he's coming from, and he's he's crazy. That too. But he's the only person in this movie where I'm like, for the most part, I understand what you're about. Yeah. As opposed to all the humans where I'm like, I I guess they have partners that they're with on this mission. I don't know. Who's with who? Who? What? Yeah. I should probably get to my worst thing now, shouldn't I? Maybe. Okay. And this is me. I, I gave Prometheus a D. Tyler kind of ruined that movie for me. Just putting that out there. <laughs> um, just the fact that they kill Shaw off uh, off screen, I think, yeah. is yeah. very, very dumb. Because wasn't it a big thing that she was coming back for this movie? Yes. Because everybody thought, is she coming back? Like, wh- what's going on with that? 
And then she's not really in the movie. And it doesn't even really address a, the the character of David by doing that because we don't really understand what exactly happened. Yeah. And and he and he says, you know, I loved her. And he seems yeah. like he's not being full of crap when he says that. But at no point in Prometheus do I think he loves her. <laughs> and he's trying to talk with Walter and like empathize with him and he's like, "Oh, you love Daniels like I loved Shaw." I don't... What? This came out of nowhere. He also kisses Walter. And Daniels. That... I... That whole section is just weird. <laughs> I don't know what's happening anymore. Um, I do like the little moment where, um... Earlier in the movie, he's like, Oh, it's, uh, uh, Byron. Ozymand... The, the poem of... Yeah. Ozymandias is Byron. And then, then later he's like, That's... That's Shelley. Yeah. Like, you're, uh... You got some... Something going on there, buddy. You got some wires like crossed, that. pal. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah. That's about it. I really, th- I think he's much worse in this movie. He's much less entertaining. I feel like both Mike, Michael Fassbender, both as him and as Walter, because like as Walter, he has a weird accent that I don't quite understand. Yeah, I don't know what that accent's and supposed to be. It's like sometimes it sounds southern or like Texan, maybe. And yeah, so, I don't know. Um, now, yeah, it's, now let me go ahead and address th- this thing because this is where most of Shaw's stuff comes in. There's a couple of videos that they released on YouTube for God knows why before this movie came out. One of which is called, I believe, The Last Supper. And it's it's introducing you to the Covenant crew and actually showing you who they are and they get to express their personalities before everything goes to crap. Should have been in the movie. And then there's another video that explains what David and Shaw are up to in between Prometheus and Alien Covenant should have been in the movie. <laughs> so it's... It, the whole marketing campaign for this movie is very strange to me. Mm-hmm. J- just in, in terms of just... We'll just release whole scenes that should be in the movie, but not. Yeah. At least they released them, as opposed to other movies where they're like, yeah, our, our final edit is a complete disaster, but we're not going to release the important stuff. Uh-huh. So... Why is this movie... Why is this movie called Covenant? That's the name of the ship. Because, well, uh. <laughs> like, with Prometheus, I get it to the extent of, like, oh, there's the engineer, and he's given the life to the humans, yeah. and, like... And Wayland wants to go get power from the gods, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, like, there's something there. Yeah. It's, it's shallow, and it doesn't really work, but there's something. This one is, like, Covenant, they're all married... I guess, and like... I don't know. I don't... What? And then they put Alien in front of it because they were like, uh, people didn't like that the leather one was enough Alien. Let's make this a lot more Alien. And then they ended up just making Alien. For the last 20 minutes of the movie. For a lot of the movie. It has a lot of the same beats. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Can I just say, can I go back to the backburster scene real quick? Because there's a moment I actually really like in that scene. Mm-hmm. Not when both of them slip in the blood like cartoon characters. Um, yeah. That that part... Doing it once is fine. Like, she runs in, she slips <laughs> on the blood, it's fine. The second time, it's comical, right? Yeah. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, I, I really want them to insert, like, a whoop-whoop-whoop-whoop sound effect or something. Yeah. But, uh, I will say, my favorite moment of that is, is once the aliens 
you know, jumped out of the dude's back and killed the one girl, and she mm. she locks the door again. I was thinking, okay, well, they got it trapped in there, and it's gonna get its way out eventually. Maybe David will show up and release it. It, you know, but this this sequence is over with. Then it just breaks through the glass. Genuinely, like yeah. when I watched it in the movie theater, I was I was startled by that. I was not expecting that, and I feel like the movie mm-hmm. could have used a few more. It wasn't necessarily it like, and I'm I'm curious if I was the only one that felt that way because it felt like oh for once this movie's actually subverting my expectations, and I feel yeah. like the movie especially I, especially in the action sequences it could have used a lot more of that just to help make it I agree more interesting. And that's that's kind of how it was. How I felt as well. Like um, I just I just realized I don't remember how the alien got on the ship at the very end of the movie. Yeah, I don't know. How does that happen? But they it, it's not really explained. I it seems like somehow the one dude got face hugged. Right, right, never mind, never mind. They do actually. Yeah, is it briefly okay. when the face huggers on him for like ten seconds? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember that was a problem that I had with it. Okay, wait, okay, it, it, I'm wait. Back. So is the idea it's able to get the embryo inside of him in like ten seconds? Because that's not yes. But why in other movies do the face huggers stay on longer if that's if it's such a quick process? Because Covenant. Okay, well, okay, fine. <laughs> anyway, no, what, what I, I, that that had nothing to do with where I was going. I just remembered that, and I was like, wait. Anyway, um, the so so it's funny that we're, we're reviewing this before we're going to do Force Awakens, um, because Force Awakens is a movie that gets a lot of flack for being very similar to New Hope, and it is. It's got a lot of similar imagery. It's a lot of similar story beats. I'm not going to disagree with that. We'll get into that. However, um, and and again, we'll talk about this next week. I think that that movie does a lot more with taking the set formula, not really even formula, because the Star Wars movies didn't really have a formula, but taking that storyline and doing little twists on it and character twists and, and creating new characters to kind of interact with that storyline. And and I, fe- I felt that there was a lot in there that I enjoyed them where they did it with did it in different ways and they, they kind of flipped it on its head. And I really enjoyed a lot of the things that did that. It is too similar to New Hope, I think, but we'll get into that. This movie feels a lot more like we're gonna do the same thing. That like that's that's about it because it's they get woken up. Some more people die than like people die as opposed to the first one, which I think is a problem. Um, I might go ahead and make a tangent here to talk about this about James Franco and all that crap. Oh, go ahead because the we don't really know what the situation of this is going into the movie. Like, these characters and everything, we don't know them. Like you mentioned, there's a there's a deleted scene where, like, we do get to know them. Yeah, it's it's before the, they go into hypersleep, and James Franco's just, actually there, and he has a few lines of dialogue. Yeah, we're just randomly, like, killing some characters, and James Franco's just there for a reason. Which is very distracting, because on the, on the, it's either you think, and, and this is what I thought at first, is, okay, that means he's going to come back, because it's James Franco. You don't cast a big actor in a bit part. And the reason you don't do that is because if they don't come back, then you're like, well, why did you cast this big actor for a bit part? Because you think anyway. he, it, it's it's the it's the Jesse Eisenberg is going to be Jimmy Olsen mindset. It's we're going to cast a famous person in this role. Then when they die, it'll be really surprising for the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I whatever. Um, 
And if if nobody knows what I'm talking about, um, uh, if you're like a new listener or something, for Batman vs Superman, originally they wanted Jesse Eisenberg to play Jimmy Olsen, who gets shot in the head almost immediately in that movie, just as yeah. a shock to the audience, I guess. Uh-huh. But I'm I'm not going to talk any more about that movie. Just just a comparison. Sure, go ahead. Sure. Um, but yeah, I I really and and it's in the original Alien, we get this sense of peace where they're like, okay, we're kind of we're relaxed and we're we're you know yeah they're they're they don't think anything's wrong they're just kind of like okay so we got woken up why did we get woken up let's check it out oh look there's a signal well that's kind of interesting let's go check that out and that's how the suspense builds this one it's like okay a bunch of people randomly died um i don't think we find out until for another like half an hour just how many colonists are on the ship um we don't know any of these characters we get shown, okay, so main character that is supposed to replace Shaw likes James Franco, and he's dead now. Um, we get shown that Billy Crudup's character is supposed to be, like, a guy who, like, is a man of faith, but that doesn't come up a whole lot, except for, like, a random one-liner later in the movie. Well, also, and he says, like, oh, th- they wouldn't make me a captain because people don't trust a man of fa- faith. Well, that's exactly what I'm about to say. He, what? He says that... He says that after he refused to give them a proper burial? Or, or like, time to grieve and mourn. I mean, burial in quotation marks. But yeah, yeah. like, they, he d- isn't that part of, bur- bur- you know, a mourning ceremony of some sort? Is that not a faith-type thing? What are you... What? Can I just say I hate Billy Crudup's character in this? Yeah. I absolutely... He... He might be the dumbest character in any of these alien movies. Oh, the part where he walks up to the facehugger egg, and he's just like, well, what's this? Let's shine the no, light closer. because the best part is immediately before that, you know, David's trying to, to talk or hang out with the weird albino exactly. one, and then he just immediately shoots it, you know, like a smart person would. Michael Fassbender's face in that is amazing. <laughs> yeah. When that happens. Yeah. It's, it's Christopher Lloyd in Back in the Future levels of, like, almost comical. Where he's like, oh! <laughs> but, but, um, but then he tells David, he's like, David, you tell me what's going on right now or I'm going to ruin your day. Yeah. I'm like, he's being smart. He's thinking. He's making logical decisions. And then five seconds later, he sticks his head in, a, in a, an egg. And David's yeah, going, oh, it's fine. Everything's fine. And it's not, like, even the obvious where he walks up to it and then it springs out. Yeah. Like, he walks up, he's looking kind of wary at it, he's holding his gun. No, no, no. He he walks up, the thing unfolds, it's just squirming in there. There's some weirdness. And he's like, well, this thing is shaped like an egg, let's go stare at it and a no, little no, closer. But even better, he says, is it safe? And David goes, perfectly. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Nobody in this movie in- behaves intelligently. Yeah, uh... Why did I start with that? I don't remember. I, I was going somewhere with that. Um, you were talking about him being a man of faith. With, with before that, morning. Well, James before. Where, why did I start? Why did I start with talking about why the the crew of the covenant is terrible? Something. Oh, I was talking about the similarities. So, so basically, we've got there's a big explosion thing, and it, it messes the ship up, and it's just kind of convenient. Like he doesn't. Yeah. David doesn't do anything, or uh, Walter doesn't do anything to cause that. No, like, but yeah, when, when I originally saw the movie, I, I was thinking, oh, is there going to be a reveal that David somehow caused the the, ex- yeah. the the explosion or whatever it was? And then, like, it's never addressed. And there's the weird bit where, where um, Billy Crudup's arguing with Walter, and he's like, um, 
can can we make sure that that doesn't happen again? We need to we need to find out ways that we can prevent that the next time. And Walter's just like, it was a random event. You can't do anything about it. And Billy Crudup's yeah. like, I don't want to hear it, Walter. I want us to prep. And then that yeah. that amounts to absolutely nothing. Yeah, it it it's never addressed again. It's so, so bizarre. Complete random convenience. Um, and then they get the thing of I guess Numi Rapace's character um, singing country roads or something. Yeah, and somehow they understand it from like static. I I I don't I don't know. Um, can I just say it's very weird going back to the shockwave thing because it's like they want to change it from the original Alien so that them receiving a transmission is not the inciting incident. But then they end up receiving a transmission. Yeah. So what's the point? Um, and and it's like, oh, we have to ramp it up. So there's more people on the ship and it kills some of them. When they find out. That, like, stakes. I don't know, raise them. That's fine. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> and um, Without context or reason? Sure. And then they just get the, the transmission again. So, it, so it's, we've got, they wake up when they're supposed to be heading somewhere else. They, they wake up from hypersleep. They get a transmission they go to investigate this transmission they send a crew down to this planet that is very stormy and weird but like they and then they end up walking up to it or walking on it and finding um the alien ship yeah they take they they one of them gets infected along the way they they bring him back he ends up having an alien inside him. They break. They don't follow quarantine procedures correctly, and that means that one of them breaks out, or the alien gets out and and kills some people. Even though that doesn't, I mean, they they again stakes higher. Have it kill some people when it first gets out. Yeah. Um, have it blow up a ship, and so then they go. I mean, it does it does kind of deviate from there for a little while. Well, then it becomes a Prometheus sequel. Until yes. they get back the, on the ship, the, and they're like, "Oh, we need to blow the alien out of the airlock because this is an well, alien." Well, it's before movie. that. It's before that because they they bring the thing down to pick up the alien, and it's it's the same thing. Not so much, I guess, the same thing as well. Yeah, no, no, no. It is because they it, it's it's almost like just they they changed it slightly to where instead of an alien where she blows up the ship and then it gets onto the airlock, or it, it gets onto her airpod space pod yeah. words. Um, it's the opposite where they, they pick them up in the space pod thing and they think they kill it there but then it gets back onto the ship. It's the exact same thing as it hides in the hangar. And I thought they were doing something different. Or it hides in the, the, the air container or whatever. I thought they were going to do something different because it's like, oh, it's it's crawling under the ship and they have cameras so they see it. So they're like, okay, it's not hiding in the landing pads anymore. Like, yeah. you know, we're not, it's not going to well, tr- sneak up on them. Well, they do kill it. I think the one that they find on the ship is a new one, right? No, they do. Okay. I mean, still, still, sure, sure, sure. But it's still the same thing of... It's basically the same thing. It's basically the same thing. Okay, so we think we've we've ended the alien threat. We have it. Yeah. That's basically it. Um, And they get around the fact that they kill it the first time by having facehugger logic. That doesn't make sense, as we just mentioned. And then, of course, we get... She calls it a a son of a B-word... We're a PG podcast. Um, and then they blow it out the airlock. And... Like, yeah. It, it... 
Can I just say the only I, thing is I, I enjoyed this movie when I first saw it. I would have said, yeah, I, I give that like a like a B minus C plus. It was fine. Yeah. This time I was so bored. Uh-huh. I was so bored. Is is. But rewatching like, a movie is is it's just a weird experience for me sometimes. <laughs> yeah, really, really. Um, but yeah, it basically feels like they took Alien, split it in half. Um, like right after the the chest burster or the the yeah the alien comes out of um what's his face's chest um Kane. Yeah, yeah. Um, they made that the first act and the third act. Yeah. In the middle act, they shoved in some more Prometheus. Only now it's like even weirder. It makes less sense and. Michael Fassbender is wiping out races for whatever reason, and now he's, like, bisexual, even though he's a robot. And, like, I don't know what's happening. I really don't. And then there's a super telegraphed thing where, like, he... Like, like it's... it's It feels like the movie wants you to realize, oh, hey, he switched out with Walter. But then he doesn't do anything throughout the third act, which would have been, like, super helpful for him, I feel like, if he had just let them, like, get killed by the alien, and then maybe... Or maybe, like, he blows them out... He blows the alien out the airlock and then, like, decompresses the airlock so that they all go flying out, too. Well, Anything? Well, I don't... I don't Eliminating the... The problem is, I don't know what his motivation is at that point. I don't... Yeah. I don't know who... Honestly, I don't know who David wants to win that. I don't know if he wants the alien to survive or if he wants Daniels to survive because he has plans for her, apparently. Yeah. And let me go ahead and talk about the, the other big thing that was released... I believe this came out with the Blu-ray. Some extra where it's, it's kind of like a video that David has shot and he transmits it to Wayland yutani explaining what's happened. It's very weird and it's very kind of gross because it shows like all the stuff in his in his weird lab thing. Yeah. And it shows him messing with like Shaw's organs and stuff. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. And then he, he says something like, um, Daniels will be my queen. And I'm not sure if that's supposed to be oh, she's going to give rise to the alien queen or she's going to somehow turn into that or something. I don't know. He's going to put a... Yeah, yeah. And I don't even know if the rest of the movies are supposed to be in canon or if Ridley Scott's just going to ignore those other than the ones that he's made. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I... It's very bizarre. Yeah. It's very bizarre. Um, should I just start going through my list? I have another list of notes. Sure. And, yeah, and we, I feel like we've covered we've covered the plot, the the basic plot, and and some of my main grievances. Basically, it feels like they're just he's just going through the paces of the original Alien, doing some stupid stuff to change it slightly, but not really changing the overall effect. Yeah, or the meaning of it. It's it's still basically the same movie. Well, um, that's not even so much my problem because if you think about Force Awakens, yes, too much of it is like a New Hope, but I like those characters. Well, and again, they do different things with the characters where there might be imagery that is that works the same yeah. way, but there are different meanings and feelings and, and effects behind it yeah. for these characters. Well, even just on a base level, I find all of them interesting, and I like at least the protagonists that we're supposed to like. And I don't like yeah. Kylo Ren, even though I understand his, his what he's going through. Here, I don't care about any exactly. of these people. Tell me something about Daniels other than she shoots aliens at the end and she's married to James Franco. What's her character? What's Tennessee's character other than he likes old songs? 
and he loves his wife, I guess, even though I still couldn't tell you which one is his. <laughs> What's Billy Crudup's character other than idiot and religious, apparently? You're asking me this like I know the question. Like, none of these the people are interesting at all. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm going to go through my list, just like for the past couple episodes, and we'll just see how this goes. Um, Starting off with that inciting incident, what exactly causes James Franco's pod to get set on fire? God, <laughs> that seems like a very poor way of building that. My favorite it's that easy for it to catch on fire. My favorite part of that is that that they then like while it's still just like this this smoldering like like there's just it's just a furnace basically. They're just like smashing it with an axe trying to open it. Yeah. And it's like what what do you What? Is that supposed That's to be terrible design flaw. It's an it's an axe they're using, right? I think so. I, I don't quite remember. Is that supposed to be like a thing where at the end when she uses the axe for something, I don't remember what? Is that supposed to be like a, like a symbolism? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Continue. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, we already addressed this a little bit, but what what is the point of the argument over like mourning James Franco's death? I, I think we already... That amounts yeah. to absolutely nothing. And... Since we we don't even know anything about James Franco's character, we don't care about this guy. Yep. It would be fine if we spent some time with him, you know, like like the members of the Nostromo that died and we actually cared when they got killed. You know, like like a real movie. Yep. It I honestly don't think Ridley Scott has any understanding as to what makes that first alien so good. Probably not. I don't think he actually it's similar to George Lucas, and I don't want to immediately go there because that's what we were, have been talking about for the past few episodes. But it's very similar where he does not actually understand what the fans like about the series. Hmm. He's got a few tiny elements that he thinks are like the sticking points, and he's like, I have to include these elements, and everything else I can just kind of wing it, I guess. I don't know. It's yeah. bizarre. Um... My my favorite thing about Alien, it's it's Alien Covenant, and and Prometheus really. It's the part where where nothing actually makes sense. That's I really enjoy that. There you go. Uh, once again, Billy Crudup is a man of faith, and that's never talked about at all. There's a random one liner where he says like, "Ye of little faith," and it's like, "Oh, it's a funny thing because he said he's a ma- I'm an inventor. I invent things." David, oh what gosh. do you believe in? Creation. What do you believe in? Covenant. <laughs> Duality. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh my god. But like... I, 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 that just bothers me so much because I think about Prometheus and like Shaw was very religious. Mm-hmm. And nobody ever like really insults her for her faith. Except for maybe David, but David's gonna insult everyone for everything because they're human. Um... Also, did we did we get an explanation for the nail that she puts around her neck? That's something to do with something James Franco. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. But do we know why or what? No. It, what its significance is? I know not she is in the, not in the movie. We get no. I just made the connection that that's what she stabs David with, with isn't it? Yes. And then he just throws yes. it aside, and that's the end of that. Is it? Is it like when they build the log cabin? Maybe they use that nail. Maybe that's the idea. 
That'd be nice if somebody said that. Yeah. <laughs> that, she like, might, she that, might actually mention that. She might say that to Walter or something at some point. I can't remember. No one... Who cares? <laughs> but back with Prometheus, like... And that movie's only set ten years before this. There's not a huge stigma against religious people in that, right? She, not she that was, I remember. She was the chief science officer, so... So weird. Also, can I just say the performances across the board in this movie feel worse than in Prometheus? I think Danny McBride's pretty good. Um, I wouldn't say that. I feel like it's mostly just they have nothing to do except deliver very bland dialogue. I mean, that, but but sure, sure. But I'm saying I'm still including that in performance as far as like what they're doing with the character, even if it's not written very well. Because I feel yeah. like Numi Rapace and you know, of course, Idris Elba and um, Charlize Theron. How, Charlize Theron? Yeah, I, that was what I wanted to say, and for some reason I was like, is there a Z in her last name? What's happening? <laughs> um, <laughs> this movie, man. <laughs> but, um, and and I feel like Michael, Michael Fassbender's performance is way better than Prometheus. I think I already mentioned that, but at least I, I it's more entertaining, I feel like. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just found myself caring much less about these characters, and I didn't care much about the characters in Prometheus to begin with. Even, like, Milburn and Fifield, you know, the idiots with the map who somehow get lost, yeah. and then they say hi to the, the alien squid thing, and it kills them. Mm -hmm. Um, They're more memorable than any of these jokers. Mm -hmm. And they're terrible! Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on. Okay, we should probably address the, the, the idiotic decision they make to go to this planet as opposed to the one that they were actually planning on going to. Sure. Daniels is seriously the only one who is questioning how how dumb this plan and is. And I guess that's supposed to be like a, 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 a response sort of thing to the, oh, Ripley warns them about, like, bringing the, bringing, uh, the guy with the chestburster back on board. I guess that's supposed to be that. Oh, look, it's a strong female character because she's, like, standing up. It doesn't help when you make all the other characters morons. Yeah. And the, the best part is in that scene, like, she's like, we don't know what, what is actually on that planet. Why are we doing this? And Pilly Crudup is like, I am making the best decision based on all the available facts. Yep. It's, what? Are you kidding me? Well, now, it's one thing if, it, if they say, like, oh, yeah, you know, we can we can go and we can send out a search party and figure out what's up with that signal. Yeah. But the they their plan is literally, let's go over there and let's just move in. It's probably fine. Well, he does say something about, like, the measurements that they got from that planet are way above what they expected from the planet yeah. they were going to. Yeah. But still, they planned on going to that specific planet. Do do these people not have, like, rules or regulations or well, they, a way to do things? Yeah, they they specifically mentioned they're like, you know, like, that's what... Like a protocol? Da that's what Daniel's argument is. It's like, hey, we didn't, like, we, we, we thoroughly scanned the other planets, and, like, somehow we missed this one, but that means that it hasn't been thoroughly scanned and tested, and so we, we don't know, yeah. like, there could be some real issues here. Like deadly pathogens or black goo. Yep idiots 
Oh boy. Continue. So, remember in Prometheus, when we all, when everyone unanimously complained when those morons took off their masks? Or their helmets? Yep. And then they got attacked by deadly pathogens? Yep. This time they don't even bother. (laughs) Yep. It's no problem. Everything's fine. We can just go out there. At least they don't even address... (laughs) At all, like, like they, it means they don't have to address why the characters are taking their helmets on and off. Yeah, but yeah, it's funny that it, and, and quite convenient that they don't wear helmets onto this uncharted planet, and then like that's that's how it originally gets them is by a by a guy getting hit by a deadly pathogen. Now I watched a video where some guy was trying to explain, like he was trying to defend all. Again, this movie against all the complaints that people had about it. Yeah, and the video is like like forty five minutes long. It felt like, mm-hmm. and it was going through like point by point. And when it gets to why do these people not wear helmets, he goes, he he seriously uses this argument. Well, in Star Trek, they don't use helmets when they land on planets, and you don't question that. The United Federation of Planets is a much more. Uh... Is, is clearly a much more organized and, and forethought-focused uh, association than whatever, whatever you know... Weyland-Yutani? Yeah, basically. Well, then whatever... okay, first off, first off you, do, you don't defend a plot hole by saying, oh, well, there's a problem in this other thing. Yeah. And you don't, you point, you don't point fingers at that. That's, that's not how you go about defending a thing exactly. you like. <laughs> and also... This is supposed to be like a very serious, grounded universe, as opposed to Star Trek, which is very heightened. Mm-hmm. So I'm willing to let certain things go in Star Trek, because they and also have teleporter beams that can, you know, transfer them anywhere they want. Yeah. Alien doesn't have that. And even then, Alien they, takes itself more seriously. They establish in Star Trek, okay, that the rule is they don't usually use helmets. Like, that's, that you know, they... they, they yeah. They clearly have some means of determining whether or not it's dangerous to go onto a planet without a helmet, and they decide that, like the universe establishes, they usually go on without a helmet. Yeah. This one we established. Oh, hey, it's a new planet. Let's go on with a helmet. The first movie, the one Ridley Scott made, they are wearing helmets and they don't take them off. Yep. Maybe they learned from this this crew and the Prometheus crew. They're like, you know what? <laughs> That's what went wrong. I just, I just cannot believe. I wish that, I want him to make that, the Alien special edition where he goes back and adds into the line, "Look, we're wearing helmets. We're gonna be fine." When they talk about bringing the guy back on from the quarantine, yeah. Like, and it's and it it's comes, Jingle Fett's voice actor, by the way. It it is like a George Lucas special edition thing where some things he he wants to change to please the fans, and some things don't make any sense at all. Because in in this movie, he's like, okay, well, I'm going to throw an alien. Like, people want to see more xenomorphs. They want to see eggs. They want to see chest bursters. Okay, we'll give them more of that. But then for things like genuine story complaints that break a movie, he doesn't fix. He does the exact same thing. I don't understand. It also continues to be the problem, the same problem that the prequel movies have to some extent, and Prometheus had to a, a big extent, where technology looks way more advanced than it does in Alien and yeah. the uh, the Prometheus or the, the um, Alien Covenant black gas stuff 
is way better of an option. I think I already mentioned this. is way better of an option than the facehuggers. And it's like, why would you, like, devolve back to the facehuggers? And also, what is with the, like, weird eggs that uh, Michael Fassbender has at the end? That are not alien eggs, but, like, they're alien well, embryos? I... It all goes to David's motivation, which is, like, he wants to create things. We don't know why. He just wants to create things. Yeah. Um, and he, I guess he wants to create the perfect organism because, you know, the engineers thought they were creating the perfect organisms with humans and then they decided to try and kill us and Wayland created David and David rebelled against him. I don't know. There's, there's something interesting there. I just don't think it's very well handled. And once again, does not fit in line with the ideas presented in the first Alien movie. Yeah. That movie is not about religion, or God, or where we came from, or who created us. Mm -hmm. It's just very weird to be retconning this franchise with these these loftier ideas. Like, if you wanted to do that, just make a new franchise. Just call it Prometheus and have it not have any xenomorphs in it. I think... Or any connections at all. I think they did. Yep, and that's part of the issue with these this whole franchise, and we've we've talked about this before as well. Um, there's nowhere really to go with this past Alien and Aliens because Alien is it's it's this tight horror suspension um, suspension suspense movie um, like monster movie. Then Aliens takes that and it amps it up and amps up the stakes and it makes it bigger and, and flashier and turns it into an action movie. You can do more story, good stories that involve the alien, but as far as like taking the alien as a concept and making something amazing with it and new and, and fresh, it's really hard to do that. And I can appreciate at least that they kind of tried to do that by bringing it into this, this sort of creation, weird, mythological stuff, but it's also just... Uh, it, it takes it, it turns it into such a different concept than it was before. Um, yeah. It creates a lot of problems. It makes it a lot more pretentious than it should be. Yeah. At least this one's not written by Lindelof. You're not wrong. <laughs> okay, so I don't really have a whole lot on my list relating to the next section of the movie. Um, mostly it picks up after David saves them. Uh-huh. Um, because we talked about a lot of the problems with, like, the backburster sequence and all that. Um, so when they walk into the weird, maybe, engineer colony place, um, one of them goes, is it safe here? <laughs> and David goes, yeah, yeah, it's it's safe in here. Despite there being no barricade to keep out those albino aliens? Yeah. And then they're, and then they're surprised when they show up and start killing people? Yep. These people are dummies. <laughs> I don't understand. Continue. <laughs> Seriously, no. nobody is like, David, there's no barricade. That thing could just run in and kill us. Oh, wait. We're fine. It did. We're fine. What we need to do is build a wall. Correct. That's all I'm saying. Make the Covenant crew great again. They never were. That's, you, you got a point. On a smaller note, just by calling Walter the name Walter, they ruin a very small, fun thing that yeah. they do in the Alien movies. Which is, even though they're not in chronological order when you take into account David, each one 
the robot's name goes down the list in alphabetical order. So you have Ash, Bishop, Call, David, Walter? Yeah. Whatever. Like, just call him Eric. That's a little fun fact that I think a lot of people call know. Call him Ed. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, really. I think a lot of people know that by now, but it's still worth mentioning. Um, I also, I, I do want to highlight, part of the biggest problem I have with this is that in the first and second movies, there's betrayals and twists because we don't really know where characters are coming from, and you've got multiple conflicting motivations trying to, to deal with this alien creature, and it's all about kind of why these people want the alien for like military purposes and that sort of thing and that like there's there's a very specific um drive for all of the different parties that are warring what some of them just want to survive you know the the, the marines just want to kill them all and and like the, all that stuff this one it's very clear from the beginning that david's like oh yeah i'm gonna totally try and get on your ship and you know turn all your people into aliens it's gonna be great like that we, we're never like led that to believe anything different um, it's very obvious every twist that comes with him betraying them and replacing Walter it's all very clear and easy and it's like easy to see coming and you're just like okay whatever it's it's so it we've we've it's dropped so far from um, Bishop and Ripley's relationship in Aliens and it just frustrates me a lot because that's that's the thing that I think the first two did best uh, or one of the things they did best, one of the many things they did best was having this sort of sense of suspense because you don't know what's going to happen with these characters and you don't know what they're trying to do and if any of them are going to betray it. I mean, in the first movie, you don't really know that because the uh, android, like, we don't know there's an android, but in the second movie, that's built up to where it's like, oh, or we don't know the android's evil. I don't remember. But in the second one, that's built up and twisted upon, and they do something clever with it, and they add a human character who betrays them, and I love all that, and I want them to continue going down that path, and they don't. Anyway. I agree. Good. <laughs> down the list. Um, so, other stuff that we've already covered. Um, I, I do think the David Walter scene is very odd and semi-dumb. Yep. But visually speaking, it is very good. Yeah. Just because it's completely seamless, and it's like there are actually two Michael Fassbenders in a room talking to each other. They're not and interacting. Mm -hmm. Even though the weird dialogue about the flute, it's very comical. I... I'm not, I'm not going to go into that. Yeah, whatever. We'll, 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 we'll leave that to the side. Um... Do you think that Ridley Scott has watched a slasher movie other than the first Alien? No. Because I feel like while he's making this movie, he's like, oh, these kills are going to be so terrifying and, and they're going to completely take everybody by surprise. These are like some of the most generic slasher movie kills I've ever seen. Yep. Like, take for example... Um, the girl who's like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go be by myself for a little while, and they're like, okay, it's fine. So, so she goes to like wash herself, or she, she's like cleaning up a wound or whatever. And then it's like, oh, everything goes dead quiet. She slowly turns around, and the albino alien is there, and it kills her. Which is admittedly freaky, but only because of the visuals and not because of. It's the, yeah. it, otherwise it's a very rote uh, scenario. Yeah. And then you get later when they get back onto the covenant. 
and the the couple is having sex in the shower and the alien murders them. Mm. It's like something out of uh, Friday the 13th. Yeah. It does not feel like Alien. You're not wrong. And it's weird because I remember actually seeing that bit in the trailer and without the context of the rest of the movie, I was like, oh, that's actually kind of weird. You know, the the, the tail just kind of creeps in while they're having a shower. It's mm-hmm. very weird. And then they just die. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And of course, like we mentioned... Who are they? Who are those characters? Why do I like them or care? Like, like we mentioned, Billy Crudup's character, or Crudup's wife's character, gets killed by a baby alien scratching at her, and Billy McBride's wife's character dies in an explosion. And so I was like, oh, oh okay. Then you've got, like, the yep. super, go- super gory chest bur- or backburster thing. Whatever. Okay. So let me go ahead and talk a little bit about about Shaw because I, I know I already talked about like her more extended stuff and in, in material that's not in the movie. Um, I think she should have shown up at some point in this movie. Yep, and not have been used by David for experiments to create eggs or killed off screen or killed off screen. Wouldn't it have been cool if David saves them and he starts showing them stuff? And then she shows up to rescue them, and she's like, you cannot trust him. Yeah. This is something. She's like the one piece of goodwill you built up with Prometheus. Why don't you, uh, why don't you use her for something? Even, even though her character is admittedly kind of an idiot. Yeah, but at least she... But, but I liked her. She is a, I wanted her to succeed. She's a shadow of, of Ellen Ripley, but she's still on that same path. Hits those yeah. same vibes. Daniels does not do that in this movie. <sighs> Daniels is a generic character until the script says, oh, she needs to shoot up aliens. Exactly. She needs to have this ridiculously over-the-top action scene where she's hanging off a rope and swinging around like a CGI cartoon shooting at an alien. Yep. Which is neat. I do. I did like it, but I also... She, she kind of just gets the alien because the alien is just dumb and runs into a crane. Yeah. Like a very obvious weird. crane. And then... Yeah. Uh, whatever. Thought they were supposed to be smart. Meh. Whatever. Okay. Okay. Let's move on. Okay. Well, let's let's just talk about CGI aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically in that scene, I think it completely ruins the effect of being freaked out by these things if we're seeing them in full daylight. Yep. The CGI Not- there doesn't look too bad. Um. Yeah. But I'll, I'll, there is a lot of other spotty CGI throughout the movie, I think. Uh, I think mostly the albino aliens suffer the most from yeah, spotty CGI. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, because they're mostly in the dark. It's like... Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, but at some points, I don't know if that's just what they were going for with the design, but they do not look finished. Mm-hmm. They don't fu- look 100% fully rendered. Mm-hmm. Whereas the, the xenomorph that we get at the end, it looks okay. Yeah, it's um, just it's it, again, it's in it's daylight. Mostly, it's it's overexposed. Mm-hmm. And once again, it, it's it's really Scott going, "Oh well, I have the money to make it look good now, so we'll just shoot it." You know, it'll be great. Exactly. Duh. It's so weird because like. Ridley Scott's so bizarre in the the, the variance of quality for his films. Mm-hmm. 
It really does depend on the script with him, doesn't it? Yep. Because, like, The Martian, great script. Nothing to do with him. Yep. And it ended up being a really good movie. <laughs> but then you get something like this, and it's not so much. Um. So, while you were watching the, the last part of the movie, how telegraphed did you feel the David twist was? I mean, it was extremely obvious. Okay. Just because, like, he he, he looks back at it. He looks back after the Walter fight. We don't see the end of the David Walter fight. He looks no, back. You see, you see, you see Walter starting to bash his head in with a rock. Then he pauses, and you see David grab yeah, a knife. Yeah, and then nothing happens. Um, and then nothing happens. And and also, wouldn't his scar heal? What do you mean? It, it showed David healing after he got stabbed with the recorder. Or sorry, Walter, um, healing after he got stabbed with a recorder. Did it not? I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's how, it, like, it showed the skin going back over because he like uh, made upgrades. Well, the thing that I find the most odd is that, like, he ad- David adds some extra cuts to himself to make himself look like Walter. Yeah. Nobody was there for that fight. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's exactly what I was. Thinking. How would they know? Uh huh. Who cares? It's so so weird. That's I, I think that's that's my tagline for the movie. That's that's what you stick my review line that you stick on the poster is it was so weird. Who cares? <laughs> but yeah, and, and I, I've heard Ridley Scott talking about it. He's like, well, yeah, I, I want it to be kind of a hint in your mind. Like you you don't want to think like one way or the other 100% even though you're totally thinking 100% that's David yeah he genuinely thinks oh there's kind of like doubt in your mind about which way it's supposed to go yeah I just find it sad when when directors think that what like the intent they're going for is like so obvious and so clear and then when you watch the movie you're like no I'm getting the complete opposite pal Mm -hmm. it's just it's very sad. Mm-hmm. Uh oh oh oh! I've, I've got a fun little nitpick for something I, I absolutely loathe. Alien vision is dumb. Yep. I had the that same is, thought actually. That is so dumb and schlocky. Well, and it's it's also that's like that's like some I'd expect out of an AVP movie, not this. It's also the alien is supposed to be more of a like mysterious. I mean, I know we've already like unraveled all the genetics behind it, I guess, but it's still supposed which, which kind of ruins it too because there's the whole argument that having it like be mysterious and we don't really know what what its origin is makes it all the more terrifying when it does show and, up, and you know, all, all the more alien. Ha! Yeah, and so Continue. like we get a couple of shots of it looking, of what it, it's seeing, and it's like, oh, okay, what, what? Who is asking for that? <laughs> it's like I've complained about this before. How the, every Predator movie has to start off for the first half of the movie where we don't see the Predator, but we see like some ripples, and then we see the Predator vision, and it makes the clicking yeah. sound. And every Predator movie has to do that. It can't just be like you know what the Predator looks like. We're gonna show you the Predator. It's, yeah. it, now it's bleeding over into this franchise. It cross-pollinated. <laughs> but I, I also like the idea that maybe the, the xenomorphs are blind. Yeah. I kind of thought that was an interesting idea because you don't really see its eyes. Guess not. But then, nope, 
Apparently not. No, see, that's just oh. its sense of smell that you're seeing, and they felt the need to show us that. So I've got one last thing. <laughs> Sounds good. Let's just got one more thing. Let's roll it out and then get out of here. So, so when when David at the end he he throws up the the little mini face hugger thing in the little bubble or whatever, mm-hmm. it conveniently just fits into the little pockets where they've got the little human embryos, and it's like perfectly sized. I got nothing. How did David know how big those things were? I, I don't even know what like it, what that's supposed it fits to mean. I don't even know what that what they're going for with that. Like, is it supposed to like break open and eat all the other embryos in there, or is it gonna like no? Just... I I think it. I think the idea is that it's a face hugger, and he's gonna ex- do more experiments with it. It looks like an alien inside the. Oh, I, I are you think sure? it looked it looked like a face hugger to me. To me, like I, I could have sworn I could have sworn to me it looked like a, a tiny alien. You may be right. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. We're not getting more sequels to this. Who cares? Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. So so apparently Ridley Scott's original plan was to do two more sequels, and then the original Alien happens. Whatever. But then, because this movie didn't do well financially, apparently Fox has kind of put that on hold. I, I just don't get. It, it, it's one of those things where, like, everybody just assumed, oh, it's similar to George Lucas doing the prequels, where it's like, oh, Ridley Scott's coming back to Alien. It'll automatically be good. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he may or may not have been the most important part of the original one in terms of it being as good as it is. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But he's a different person, and he has different ideas of what makes Alien interesting and what the fans like about it. Yeah. I don't know. It's all very weird. And I I, I can't explain it. I, re- I, I really do kind of wish I had purchased this just so I could have heard the commentary track for it. <laughs> Because Ridley Scott does have a commentary track for it on the Blu-ray, and I kind of regret, regret not getting it. But then again, not that much. I I would have I, like I said, I already feel bad enough having Prometheus <laughs> on Blu-ray. I don't want this on my conscience too. Oh my goodness. Great. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 do that, shall we? F. So so same exact grade as Prometheus. Yep. <laughs> I don't I don't care enough to give them an F minus. It doesn't deserve an F minus. Yeah. It's just kinda like the alien franchise is dead. Bury it. Yep. Ah. <laughs> uh, I'm 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 kinda torn here. I kinda wanna give it a D because I do think it's a just about as good as Prometheus. Just in terms of balancing pros and cons. But on the other hand, <laughs> Prometheus's and oh, I never mind. That's not how Covenant starts. I got excited because I thought that Covenant started with a C O N, but it doesn't. I'm sad now. Oh my god! Ah, <laughs> oh. I can spell. Um, I promise. I'm gonna go D minus. Okay. Um. I think I would rather watch Prometheus than this. I may agree with you, actually. Just because at least I find the kin- the characters in that interesting. There's stuff going. I'd rather watch neither of them. 
by far. <laughs> That's uh, the ideal scenario, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not gonna quite. I'm not gonna quite fail it. There's a few things that I liked, but okay. overall, I I don't I don't want any more. Or like I said, just let Neil Blomkamp direct his movie and be done with it. Yeah. They told him to not do that movie because Ridley Scott was doing this. What a crime. Really? That's a crime against humanity. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, you can find us online at HCT Sequels on Twitter. You can find us through email at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. You can find us um, through the internets at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. And then you can find us on iTunes. So there's that. Go rate us on there. It'll be fun. We promise. Yeah. Did you hate Alien Covenant just as much as Tyler did? <laughs> did you? Give us a five-star review. <laughs> did you like Alien Covenant just as much as Alex did? Give us a five-star review. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm, uh, we're talking about Force Awakens next week. That makes me happy. Yeah, I, we're going back to Star Wars. We've just got a couple left. I will probably actually go buy Force Awakens for this. I, if I've got the prequels, I might as well have <laughs> the new movies. Yeah, I still own the prequels. I mean, I do too. It's it's fine. It comes. I have so many movies I just it, want to get rid of. It this this podcast is helping me to weed out the movies that I'm realizing <laughs> I don't actually want these. <laughs> Counterpoint though, it does come in a very fancy box set. So does mine. I don't care. That's what I'm saying. I like the case. It's got like all the movies. And I, I I I appreciate the box set more than I do the prequel. So there's that. Apparently, there's some pretty nice box sets for Alien Covenant. So maybe I'll get you one of those, and you'll like it. I mean, the it, it also helps that you know it has the original trilogy. That's that's more of the. Uh... But it's the special editions. Yeah. Meh. That's fine. No, it's not. <laughs> Everything is toil under the sun. You're not wrong. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next time for a movie that we actually like. Stay rogue. It's, lo- it's been a long time. Yep. Stay rogue, everybody. Sorry about that.